The recording you're about to hear documents the fantastical and heavily improvised adventures of two friends, united by their love of all things geeky, and tasked with a mission that will take them to the very limits of the pop cultural universe. This is Science Fiction Double Feature. So, Jim, what are we going to watch this evening? I don't know, I don't know. I mean... I feel like there's there's just so much to there's so much to choose from. There really is. Slide open the old uh, DVD cupboard. Let's have a look what we got in there. Yeah, uh, I mean we could go for some like we go for. I mean, I do love a spy film. I have to say. When's that new Bonbon coming out? Uh, yeah, I don't actually know. I think it's coming out this year, which is quite exciting. Is it Daniel Craig? He, it's his final one now, right? I think it, Although it, he said that before. Yeah, I think they said that every time. But it is, a, yeah, supposedly. And interestingly, it is directed by the guy that directed. So his name is Carrie Fukunaga. And he directed the first season of True Detective. You know, if that bodes anything, then hopefully it bodes really well. Because that was a incredible series. <laughs> I could I could work with a spy mm-hmm. film. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not I'm not know if I'm feeling no. spy. Let, let, let's We've see got what else a lot of sci-fi. Sci-fi. We do have a lot of I mean, sci-fi. In fact, I would say roughly half of that second shelf is pretty much predominantly. Yeah, sci-fi. I was going to say like this this our, our shared DVD collection is pretty extensive and a lot of it. What what's your ordering system here? How have you ordered? You've ordered these when I haven't been in. <laughs> I, I went out the flat for for five minutes and you reordered the DVDs. What well, is I mean, this? I know I yeah, I know you're a fan of um, the uh, incredibly methodical alphabetical system, but I thought I'd go for a uh, a bit of more of a random one and went for a color coding by year. Filed under green 1981. Exactly. No, it's what an incredibly simple this... system. Like, if if more than one film is made in the same year, then you color it from a color spectrum from dark to light on one side, like left to right. It's incredibly simple. Okay, okay no, I follow it now. And actually, it does look very good. Yeah. So, you know, what would be your favorite film from this this sci fi shelf then? What, of all the sci fi on offer, what are you going for? Well, I mean, that's a pretty tough one. Obviously, I, I mean, Star Wars is something that I could go back to again and again. But I think probably fave sci-fi, actual in terms of fave film and being a great film, I think it's probably Blade Runner. Blade Runner, the original, specifically the director's cut without Harrison Ford's silly, silly um, voiceover. Poor guy. You could tell he didn't want to do it. But what? yeah, what else we got? Well, I was thinking, I don't know, how long have we got? It's going to be quite a long evening. I mean, we've got... A, a good 12 oh, beers yeah. to get through. I would say we could go for an epic oh, western. Oh, yeah, I could. I mean... Yeah, I really, really could. I feel like I feel like whiskey is more of a Western drink, though. We'd have to crack the whiskey out. You're not wrong. Okay, we've only got some cheap <laughs> blend, but it'll it'll do the trick. Oh, There's fine. No Whatever rock. it is, I'm going to be like making a, a disgusted face anyway because I can't I can't deal with whiskey. <laughs> no, that's good. And I do. I just find them so relaxing for some reason. They are incredibly relaxing, especially the kind of '60s Sergio Leone, yeah. like the the long slow camera shots like the the panning shots of landscapes that seem to be there for no reason other than to make you feel like you've suddenly found yourself like stranded in the middle of a desert and yeah, there's like exactly. a horseman riding towards yeah. you just makes like, me feel warm it, already it, thinking it really that makes me feel like i'm already under the desert sun like i love it and also incredibly cheesy like Pachoo! like sound effects <laughs> love it. And some like killer soundtracks, like oh, unbelievable yeah. soundtracks oh, yeah. to those films. Ennio Morricone just absolutely just kills it. Okay, yeah, westerns. We could also we could ch- we could change it up a little. We could go for something completely different. We could stick on a rom com. I don't know, or one of your eighties films. I can see you got a fair amount of eighties uh, classics on the go there. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do love a John Hughes. I could go for, I could, I could always go for Ferris Bueller, Breakfast Club, even, you know, even Pretty in Pink is an absolute cracker. You kind of need to educate me in that whole genre. I'm going to be honest, I've not seen a lot of the films considered classic 80s. I've seen The Goonies, and I've seen, oh, mate. 
I'm trying, I think a lot of the films I think of as being my like childhood 80s films are actually 90s films. I think I've seen a lot oh. of like Drop Dead Fred. That was one I used to watch an awful lot. Ooh, and, I have uh, to say I've not seen that one. I mean, it is not a great film, <laughs> but I, I love it. But I, I mean, you know, part objectively. Of, part, <laughs> yeah, but part of the joy is like looking back at how culture was, you know, like 20, 30 years ago and being like, oh my God, <laughs> things have really improved. <laughs> you know, even The Breakfast Club, like, which is, you know, one of the, you know, sort of most, I don't know, iconic teen films of all time. You go back and there's stuff in it that's just like, wow, this is really bad. <laughs> yeah. The bit, little bits of Breakfast Club I have seen remind me of uh, Sunnydale High from Buffy, which is obviously, again, American high school 90s. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of crossover in the 80s kind of vibe. Well, maybe Twin Peaks as well. Yeah. Which again, early 90s. It's all hangover from that 80s period, which I never truly got exposed to. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're just, we're just too young. We were, we were not yet in existence but i feel like all those things are probably like winking at this sort of like the the john hughes like you know but it, i mean john hughes's vision of like the you know being a teenager in the 80s it's not exactly like harmonious you know there's a lot of like angst going on but there aren't any vampires or you know weird people talking backwards as far as i know so but the vampires you know. represent angst that's what it's all about that's why <laughs> oh. buffy is the world's best tv show because oh, i thought vampires it's... represented like um you know stis and weird sexual like repression i think they probably represent that i think they basically represent being a teenager yeah, yeah i was teenage, gonna say that is teenage also... life and its various <laughs> obstacles that is a pretty accurate description of teen yeah fair enough though also I, I do have to say buffy that is also something that i've never really been that into and never really watched i think the buffy i have watched i've watched with you basically well i mean we've got plenty of time in this flat so yeah. we may as well you know yeah. settle down for the long haul i'm going to expose you to all seven series of buffy although series seven <laughs> really starts to go downhill i oh, know um well but i mean if okay if we're still looking for something to do tonight then my last shout that i'm just going to throw out there is something uh something piratical uh i i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go for it i bloody love pirates and like general nautical themes like master and commander have you seen that film russell crowe I've seen Muppet Treasure Island. That's that's probably my favorite pirate film. Also great. I actually read the the Treasure Island, the original novel, like last year, and oh, so reread it. Yeah, it's it, like honestly, the original page turner. Like you just can't put it down. Robert Louis Stevenson is the master of that. Literally, Jekyll and Hyde uh, kidnapped. I think I I think it's the same with Charles Dickens. Anyone that like serialized their like writing. They had to like keep people coming back for the next week, so it always ends on a cliffhanger. It just makes it so like easily like digestible. Honestly. It was literally right. almost like the kind of soap operas of today in some ways, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Like you have to, you know, you, you know, you write a chapter a week, and you want people to come and read it the next week, so it has to be like, and at the end of the chapter, suddenly his long lost aunt turns up to give him a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! But yeah, that is actually a lot more like EastEnders. <laughs> I actually, I actually find one of the coziest things about Robert Louis Stevenson's writing is the way he gives huge amounts of like words to just describing meals they have. Like oh, in yeah. the second chapter of Treasure Island, I think, or maybe the third chapter, after the visitation from Blind Pew and the Admiral Benbow's burnt down. Spoiler alert. The um, <laughs> they have a whole like scene where he just goes and has like a meal, and he they just describe this like warm meal being brought to him, and like he looks at each bit of the food, and he like <laughs> takes it in and smells it, and it's just you're sitting there reading it, just like this is so lovely. This is exactly what I want described <laughs> to me. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so we've got. Let's just quickly review the options. Then spy. We got western. We got piratical nonsense. We've got some kind of eighties treat. We've got yeah. maybe a sci-fi number, something. Uh, what some did we say? We might, 
space something maybe robot related you know what yeah i'm feeling your first option i'm feeling i'm feeling spy is the way to go should we stick spy film on yeah yeah let's do it let's go for it all right in that case you pick one out i'm just gonna stick the tv on which one is it we've got hooked up to the dvd player again i've got to stick it on channel two okay i don't know i do uh i mean james bond is you know he's the he's the wait wait wait, jim jim wait something something's happening what what Uh... the tv's making what does it normally make this noise um, I don't strange think I don't think that's normal. I, I think there's some kind of. Can you hear someone? Hello. Can you hear a voice? Hello. Mm, yeah, I mean, unless that's Hello. you know, unless that's can Hugh Edwards reading through from the uh, nine o'clock news. I don't no. think that's a normal thing. It doesn't sound like the warm well strains of Hugh Edwards. This is no. there's a voice coming through. Yes, Callum, is the, is the TV talking to us? Like, what is, I mean... Yes, that's how, how the hell... What is going on? This guy here, he's Callum. Yeah this, yeah, this is Callum. How do you know our names, and why are you so rude for a TV person? My name's Keith. Okay, I'm an interdimensional collector of the finest pop culture from across the known and the unknown universe. My collection is the finest known to any species. I've got unopened copies of every film, book, album, video game, and associated merchandise ever created. It's worth a mint, not that I buy and sell it. Now, you're probably asking yourself, why have I contacted you, pal? There's only one collection out there in the known universe, the Rival Nine, and it's that of the... Uh, Fellow cultural aficionado and utter arse panel, Scabs McBaster. A slippery character. Give it a go yourself. Uh, Scabs McBastard? Am I saying that am I am I saying that correctly? Oh, that's Mr. Offensive, <laughs> pal. No, that's deeply offensive. Scabs McBaster. M C B A Z T A R. Oh Mc um, uh, he must have had a hard time at school. Now this bellend's been buying out multiple copies of every new release to try and squeeze me out the collector's market. The only way I'm gonna maintain my reputation. I was wondering where we came in because I mean I've, I'm, I'm quite confused about that yeah that you, you've come through our TV you're telling us about your your DVD collection intergalactic Kev or whatever your name is but what what, what Inter- interdimensional. interdimensional Kev oh, sorry I do apologize yeah what what's our part in all this this is where you come if you do a game you lads are going to help me acquire some of the finest pieces of pop cultural memorabilia scattered throughout time and space. And in return, I'll give you the opportunity to see things you've only ever dreamt of in your little escapist fancies. Jim, this guy's a joker. Why, why, yeah, why would he possibly I, I, come I, to I us? I don't buy it. Well, I mean, I, I feel I'm feeling I'm feeling something's mighty fishy going on here. Listen, you Earth people, you humans, you have absolutely no idea of the technology available in the rest of the known universe. Unbeknownst to you, the activity of all humans is beamed via cable to quite a few planets in the Alpha Centauri system, kind of like an effort keeping up with the Kardashians. You can choose which humans you fancy following. I've been settled on YouTube since around about 2010. About about the time you guys probably started uh, living together. Oh, God. How how much have you seen? I don't know. I've had to turn off the television from time to time. Uh, Listen, I've been following YouTube for a while because it seems like you've got the enthusiasm and nerd culture that will see you two willing to put yourselves in the way of potentially massive and life-changing injury just to help me amass a more impressive collection. Have I got that right? What else have I got going on? I was going to say, we talk a lot about this kind of stuff. 
I think the guy, it sounds kind of exciting. I mean, I mean, he did say that we could see like things we never dreamed of. And I feel like we've dreamed of quite a lot of things. I, do do? Do? I mean, Carl, I'm done about you. I'm down. Let's do it. I'm 100% down. I haven't got a lot on. It seems like a good way to pass some time. Yeah, let's. Have you got transportation? Well, I mean, we, we bought that camper van a few years back. But it's kind of just sitting in the garage. Do we even know if it starts right now? I, I got a bad feeling the battery's going to be gone. I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure it's going to be fit for purpose. I think it's been collecting quite a lot of mold. Listen. Guys, do not worry at all. I'm going to send a pal of mine down down to the place. He's going to fix up your camper, make it capable of a few nifty tricks. He'll meet you in your garage, but it'll take him a while to get down there. So in the meantime, can you have a little think about the work you'd like done, okay? He can pretty much do anything for you. The sky's the limit, all right? Cheers, lads. And he'll be with you shortly. Thanks, Kev. Is this is this interdimensional Eddie that we're on the lookout for? How will we know when we see him? Well, Eddie, some kind of space racist. We're not all interdimensional. Some people are just called Eddie. Okay. All right. Just Eddie. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks, big big K. Special K. IDK. That was the strangest experience of my entire life. Yeah, I'd give it the, the, the top five. And he's seen everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of shame wrapped up in here. But let's not think about that. Let's think more about the opportunity he's presented us. It sounds like that he's basically giving us license to go wherever we want, which is pretty great. This sounds incredible. Let's head to the garage and see if this camper will start. Yeah, let's give it a try. All right. All right. Here we go. It looks even worse than I remember. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, why is it so green? I don't remember it being green. Let's see if it starts. Okay. You, you, you jump in. All right. Okay. Give it a go. Nothing's happening. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling nothing happening here. Yeah. Oh man, I think it's dead. Like it's just yeah. Oh, well, listen. If this Eddie guy is everything he's cooked up to be, um, yeah. By the sounds of it, I mean he can do quite a lot with this thing. So let's imagine this isn't all some elaborate intergalactic prank. What would you add to the camper van? Uh, okay. Well, I mean, we've got to have, we've got to have like a hyperdrive in there, right? We've got to have like some sort of you know rocket booster and like hyperdrive combo so we can get to space and then like go wherever we want. You think in Millennium Falcon style? Is that what you've got? Exactly. In Big switch that you go push forward and then you like blast off into the inky blackness of space. I love the sound effect that the Millennium Falcon makes when the hyperdrive won't fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. <laughs> But let's have a working one. We don't want that. Absolutely. We'll ask for a working hyperdrive. Okay, yeah. that's your your first one. Um, what yeah. can I go for? Okay, I'll tell you what. We were talking about spy films earlier. Yeah. How about some kind of stealth camouflage? I mean, yeah. to be honest with you, I'm kind of thinking Metal Gear Solid on this one. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> stealth camouflage that we can just hit the button and suddenly the camper van just visible. Yeah. That would be incredible. Love it. Cloaking device. Yeah, I'm well into that. Yeah. I think we should also maybe some sort of like a laser. I feel like there's always stuff that needs cutting through. So a laser would probably be, be quite handy. And a... Uh, a fully stocked wardrobe with tuxedos, scuba suits, snow suits, snow tuxedos, jungle tuxedos, mountain, you know, all, all the tactical tuxedos. Just just a fully stocked spy wardrobe would be pretty great as well. If we're going so far as to ask for a wardrobe, do you think maybe we could ask for some kind of bar? I mean... Martinis, uh, you know, vermouth, all those fancy spy drinks, plus some reasonably priced beer on the side for when those drinks are too strong for my life. I mean, this is a lot to fit in the back of the camper. Do you think maybe we can get some kind of TARDIS-like 
device fitted so that it's bigger on the inside? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that's almost, it's almost a necessity to be honest, because I mean, between the tuxedos, the beard, the hyperdrive. And my six foot five self, it's <laughs> already a squeeze. <laughs> yeah, you're quite a tall bloke. Def- okay, so let's presume we've got as much space as we want. What else would we throw in there? Um, how about some kind of banging sound system? Yeah. I feel like, imagine we found ourselves in the wild, wild west. We're going to feel kind of embarrassing if we can't get in any Morricone soundtrack on the go. Probably realistically going to need some six shooters. If we ever find ourselves on the high seas, I feel like all this sort of modern technology might not be up to scratch. So we might need some good old fashioned sails and rigging. Oh my God, that will make the camper van look so absurd. I can't yeah. wait to see it after all this. <laughs> Presumably they're retractable, right? They can be pulled back inside the crowd. Yeah, I really hope so. Otherwise, there's no way we're getting under any railway bridges. Retractable pop-out sails. Yeah, that's exactly. Maybe an anchor, you know, maybe some cutlasses, just in case. I know we said no. I'm scribbling all this down, by the way. I'm going to get this all written down, because yeah. when Eddie arrives, oh, yeah, we've yeah. already come up with a huge Got quite a good spec to, to, to sort them out with, yeah. To complete the thing, if we were to get, like, a live parrot, you know, just to, like, flap around, do some, like, some cheeky... <laughs> As opposed to a dead parrot. <laughs> If we've got a dead parrot, we just have to return it to the shop. We all know that's what you do. I don't know. But, you know, it could, like, hang out. It could it could say one-liners. Like, you know, if anything happened, it could be like, you guys up. That could definitely never get annoying. We, yeah. should, we should get the parrot. <laughs> yeah, that will never, ever get frustrating whatsoever. And while we're on the high seas as well, I personally have a penchant for the submarine lifestyle. Oh, yeah. I love the idea of being able to go beneath the waves. So maybe, like, some kind of pressurized cabin capabilities. Yeah, airlock. That's a great shout. We'll probably need that for space as well really i don't think there's air in space either <laughs> and we could also we could do with getting the uh the, the the what's the name of the system the system they have the radar the little yeah uh, little boop, 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 boop. yeah yeah little, little radar thing yeah yeah um yeah not ultrasound whatever it is back to you. sonar 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 <laughs> sonar there we go Thank God we've got Eddie coming because we'd be absolutely useless at this. Oh, he's fit ultrasound. <laughs> Shit. Now we can just scan if someone's pregnant. <laughs> we have nowhere, no idea where we're going, but we can communicate with every bat in the vicinity. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Um, I mean, there's one obvious thing we've missed here. I don't know why we didn't think of it when we talked about the TARDIS. We want to be able to travel through time as well yeah. as space, right? We need some kind of DeLorean. Yeah, flux fl- capacitor, that's a good idea. Though, considering it is a 1980s um, VW camper rather than a DeLorean, we probably need to lower the tops, the, you know, lower the, the, the time travel speed limit from 88 to something, you know, a bit more reasonable. I've never really seen this thing go above 40 without sounding like it's going to collapse. We went to like 44 instead. We've hit half it. Um, yeah, I think that's probably a good shout. Though it does mean that we can, if we ever had to go somewhere on the motorway, we're going to get there real slow. Otherwise, it's just going to end up back <laughs> in time. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Anything else you can think of? I mean, no. No, I think, I think that's pretty much. I think that's pretty much everything that we need for you know where we might potentially be going. Holy shit! Oh my god. Whew. Oh, that really scared me. Presumably you're Eddie, considering you're appearing in our garage out of nowhere. Yep, yeah, alright then, mate. My name's uh, Eddie Spanahans. So uh, I'm presuming you two are Callum and Jim, are you? Um, yeah, yeah, that's us. We're Callum and Jim, um, and... Right, 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 alright. You can talk, can't you, mate? Okay, listen, uh, have you decided what you want to do with this shit, then? Yeah, yeah, we've got, we've got a list of, uh, you know, we've got a few specs written out, but, um, do you want a cup of tea? Uh, no, you know what, mate? I'm alright, I'm alright, mate. Good. I mean, that's pretty lucky, because considering you have... Sp- banners for hands 
I don't know how you drink the cup of tea. I mean, how... Oh, I wonder how long it would be before you bought up the bloody spanners for hands. Yeah, all right. It's Edward Spannerhands. It was a dare that went too far from Kev, okay? Turns out having spanners for hands actually doesn't make mechanics any easier. Significantly harder. I mean, I was going to say, there's a lot of fine, you know, sort of fine manipulation that needs to be done. Like, is it not actually quite an incredible hindrance to your job? Listen up, mate. I'll get the job done. Don't you worry about that, all right? I can get this thing souped up. Anyway, have you got that list for me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Here we go. So, um, just a few little things. Hyperdrive, sales, parrot, you know. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a problem, not a problem. Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is your main job then, mate. Do you just go around, you know, go around the universe, decking out people's vehicles? Is that a... Yeah, me and Kev had an arrangement for a while now. I deck things out for missions of his. I'm kind of employed on a retainer basis, you know. I work mainly for Kev, but I've got a couple of gigs on the side, you know. Nice. What, uh, what's, what's Kev's deal, by the way? Is he, is he you know, is he just, a, is he just an intergalactic level nerd? He's an interesting chap, is our Kev, yeah. He's, um, he's a bit of an oddball. We've known each other since school, you know. We, uh, we grew up on a planet, uh, Joculon 4. It was a... Uh, Predominantly sporty types, and as you probably gathered from your chat with him, he's, he's not exactly that kind of lad, you know. He's into, he's into the geekier stuff. A bit like you two losers, as I understand it from Kev. Sorry, can I ask one more question? Does Joculon 4 have a Scotland? Yes, mate. Why do you think it's called Joculon 4? You think it was something to do with the sport? No, mate, they all talk like that there. It's because they're obsessed with this reality Earth TV. They base their entire culture around Scotland. They tuned into Glasgow early on. It's hilarious. They're all putting the accent on. It's not natural. Oh right. Oh, okay. So, oh, so if I so if I try and try and catch Kev out, I uh, might. Yeah, there's a couple of words he like... really struggles with with that accent. There's a few things he really <laughs> can't say properly. You give it a go. Try asking him to say any word that has an R in the middle. He sounds like an absolute dick. Now listen up. Piss off you two. Let me soup up this mother. I've got to stick some montage music on. It makes things go faster. Here we go. Okay. Cheers. Cheers, Eddie. You're a you're a stand-up jet. Artificial intelligence will sort you out with your mission intel from Kev. Stuck a couple of drinks holders in the front there too. Uh, 
Anything else, Lance? Uh, no, I think that's it. It's got, uh, got a tape deck. Yeah, it's got a tape deck. It's got a record player there. Uh, I installed the TARDIS thing you mentioned, so you can pretty much fit anything in the back. I actually took the liberty of sticking a music room in there for you, lads. There's a few instruments in the back. If you ever fancy a jam or anything like that, you know. Do you play Spanish? <laughs> I play drums, mate. It's the only instrument I can play anymore. <laughs> it used to be a concert-level pianist, but you try that with Spanish friends. Uh, do we owe you anything, uh, Eddie? No, it's all right. This one's on Kev, boys. Don't worry about it. It's right, so I'm going to leave the way I came in. Nice to meet you, geeks. Oh, oh, that, that teleporting thing. Gives me a shock every you time. I wish you'd like... You really jumpy as a person, Jim. You've got to take a chill. <laughs> I, really, I mean, I can't help it. Yeah. I just wish... I wonder if there's, like, the teleport equivalent of knocking first. Like, you teleport, teleport like, a little, a little card or something, being like, I'm going to be here in ten seconds. Just, you know... Anyway, spanners. The thing I found funniest about it was how just how small the spanners were, you know. You know what they say about a guy with tiny spanners for hands? Yeah, he cannot be trusted. <laughs> I was gonna say he's got a tiny Allen key as a penis. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, I mean this thing is looking absolutely incredible. I cannot wait to give it a test drive. Should we jump in? Yeah, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. I cannot wait. Okay. Alright, okay. I'm I'm putting the key in. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a try. I'm gonna fire it up. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, you... listen to that. That is Oof. beautiful. Oh, she is, she is purring. That is absolutely gorgeous. Should we take her out for a spin on the road? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I mean, it, hopefully it's not like all this extra stuff hasn't added any weight. I mean, I feel like it's... You know, <laughs> Somehow <laughs> remarkably not. <laughs> and most importantly, I assume we can tune into interdimensional radio stations with this thing. Should we stick the radio on? Let's see what interdimensional music sounds like. Let's give it a try. 